Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Here with me is Kendra Crump. And here's a bit about Kendra. Hailing from ATL, y'all, Hotlanta, Kendra Crump is an up-and-coming comedian who is a recent graduate from Clark Atlanta University. She obtained her bachelor's in mass communications with a concentration of radio, TV, and film. She plans on having her own radio and TV show one day. And we all know whenever you have a dream, make sure you put a date next to your dream so those dreams become realities. And without further ado, welcome Kendra Crump to GEMS yeah. Podcast. Yes, I had to let me let me go ahead and hit that hand clap one time. Let me hit that hand clap. Yes, thank you so much for having me. First off, y'all gotta shout out how professional she is. I'm like, I like this woman. Woman, I'm gonna try to like you know implement implement a lot of some of her tactics with mine because she don't play. Okay, she's she about her business. Thank you so much, Kendra. And we're gonna talk about education. We're gonna weave in some religion. And just learn more about who you are outside of your bio, because we can only put so much in bios nowadays, but I want to go deep diving with Kendra on this subject. So you coming from an HBCU, mm-hmm. what made you choose the college that you went to? And did you always know that you wanted to have a degree in communication? I chose Clark because I remember I was 14 years old and I was like, okay, I was told that this is something that is good for the mass media department that I'm trying to do, which is uh, the radio and television show. I'm trying to have my own one day. And I was like, go to Clark, good mass media program. Of course, you don't realize as you get older that you can have a degree, but that doesn't mean that as soon as you graduate, now you are in your career. It's steps to take towards it. Um, And so... I was like, oh, I can, you know, find that black love because, you know, I watched uh, the different uh, shows and movies that represented black love in college. And, you know, of course, they're going to show you the highlight fun part of college, but they're not showing you what else comes with that. Right. And so with all that being said, I had decided to uh, say, okay, I'm going to have my own radio and television show. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do all of that. And um, I went and I was like, wow, this is definitely not what I thought it was going to be so yes that's why I decided to do that ultimately oh nice so you always had a passion for it do you know anyone that is in radio tv or film in your family and do you have some informal mentors or maybe a professional coach to help you navigate the segues my father did uh, radio he was actually in in Arkansas back in the 70s I have some old parents y'all okay they had me at the AARP age pretty much so my father was a uh had his own radio show he ended up doing marketing producing so all of the entertainers that you guys know of from the 80s and 70s 80s and 90s they was all at my house before I was born okay what type of mess is that I'm like I didn't even get a chance to meet Michael Jackson's bull anyway back to the story so as far as with the coaching and and uh and and you know life coaching stuff I had a mentor in um church but you know we never talked about um we talked somewhat about life goals we talked mainly about guys because I was boy crazy it was terrible I want to have a boyfriend for every day of the week and I'm like Kendra stop it uh so we never did talk about 
anything to help me like when it came with career wise like to be on the journey of career and everything else like that because my mind was only focused on one thing and so um I never did have any of that but yeah with my father that was it and I remember I spoke with my father about trying to get him to uh give me interviews or give me on the radio or whatever else it may be and he didn't do that and I was upset because of the fact that he was like I felt like he was stopping me from my dream but then I learned um I what I learned that he did the right thing this is where maturity kicks in I wasn't ready at no 2021 20, to just say let me jump out there in my career of radio I was I was just over here trying to uh just worried about the wrong things that had nothing to do with me as a as a whole you know I was it, it had it didn't have anything to do with my purpose in life so yeah I was mad at my father for a very long time like stop talking to him and everything because I'm like you're not helping me you are really the enemy okay but no he did what he had to do and he did the right thing and looking at where you are now and you overcoming, you know, the issues of being angry with your father, do y'all have a better relationship now? And is he more supportive of you getting into radio, TV, and film? So he actually had transitioned 2017 from stage four prostate cancer. And um, during that time, it was still a, a level of, of immaturity. And I can be open and honest with you because I have nothing to lie about. And, you know, um, and I really thought that, and this is going to sound so freaking horrible, but of course, this is a transitioning therapeutic moment I can share with you guys. But I really was like, okay, maybe now that he is, maybe now that he is, um, uh, transition out maybe everything will be a lot better in my life because of the fact that he literally wanted me not to survive right I was just that upset I really was not um in a and I was like it was a demonic way of thinking right and I had to learn like Kendra don't think that negative about your father like he never really like and right he was sick you know so his mindset wasn't where it needed to be. I remember months prior, weeks prior to his uh, transition, I remember him, um, you know, spewing out negativity at me about, you know, uh, me wanting to get married and, and having this type of life. And he's like, that's not going to happen. And I'm like, wow, like, but hurt people hurt people. He was dying. So, you know, I had, I had to learn, okay, Kendra, you know, but yeah, somewhere in the part of my mind, I thought to myself, I said, okay, maybe once he transitions, then every one of the marketing producers, execs are going to come to the funeral and they'd be like, hey, you're Troubadour Crump's daughter. Yes, I am. Like, what do you want to be? Okay, cool. It didn't happen like that. I'm going to tell you what happened. After he transitioned, a few people from the producing radio world came to the um, funeral. One person, I said to her about what I wanted to do. She, instead of actually bringing me on the radio, she uh, allowed me to, she introduced me to her husband who had a, um, a different type of something similar to radio, but he didn't have what I was wanting. He literally had me there and I was like the cleanup person. I was the person who opened the door, like buzz people in, like literally I'm traveling 40 minutes a day to these people's office thinking to myself 
that I am going to, this is going to be my big break or, or whatever. And I literally was like bamboozled into the, had to stop process. Another person who did television and everything else like that. Um, we have each other's numbers still, but she couldn't help me. So I had, that was awakening moment. Like Kendra, just because a person transitions doesn't mean that now you're going to get everything that you want. I really thought the transitioning part meant that now the doors are going to be open, you know? So like I said, part of me, once he had passed, yeah, I was sad, but we didn't have the best relationship anyway. So I was sad, but I'm like, okay, now that he's out of here, now my time will shine. That's not how it worked, you know? And I didn't realize how evil I was. My, my thought process was until I had to have that realization moment like why would you think that you that's not it's like I basically if I didn't get my way then like you're dead to me type of moment and that is a horrible way of thinking wow and thank you for the transparency sorry for the loss of your father I know what it's like to lose a father I lost my dad last year but my dad and I were super super close like besties two peas in a pod and all of that great stuff so to not have him with me here is very sad, but I just think about the memories that we share. And I appreciate you just being so vulnerable whenever you were saying that you thought when your father transitioned that it was going to be that, aha, pearly gates open and mm-hmm. everything floods floods in and goes in your direction. But one thing that I heard as you were talking about There was some people at the funeral, one who introduced you to her husband and you went and you were there. It's almost sound like you were either a administrative assistant or personal assistant. But while you were in that role, you could have used it to your advantage when you were buzzing people in and stuff like that. You could have got to learn who the people were and build that rapport there because sometimes people put you in these opportunities that are stretch opportunities that aren't conducive to what we want to do, but we actually learn something from it. We get value. And the reason why I say that is because I climbed the corporate ladder, not once, but twice. So whenever I left a smaller company, I was an HSC manager, health, safety, and environmental manager. Then when I went to work for the big dogs, at a Fortune 500 oil and gas company, I had to start all the way over as an administrative assistant. So that's a big jump, going from a manager back to an administrative assistant. But I knew that I was doing that for a particular season because there was something bigger inside. So I began to network with people internally and externally with the company. And by having the right connections and networking, it afforded me the ability when the time came to climb the corporate ladder. And that's when I got my first professional role. So sometimes don't count it like as a bad thing. Just see what how can you turn that negative into a positive and work things in your in your various angle. Do the best job with what you were given while looking for ways to continue the playbook and move the chess pieces or move the checker pieces where everyone could win. Kendra's winning, but then you're also making your employer happy, but you're also doing things to advance your career too. That's right, sis. That's just some some nuggets I'll leave you with. Um, I am a coach outside of a podcaster, so I do work with coaching clients. Another thing that I want to dive into you talked a lot about your father and just not having a good relationship with him. What about your mother? Was she a part of your life? And did she support your dreams of mass communications, radio, TV, and film? No, my parents, quick backstory. 
Um, and thank you for those nuggets because you're right. I feel like God places you in certain positions to see how you deal with them. And if you fail, you can't be like, well, God, you know, God's like, I just wanted to see what you were going to do with, with the work I've given you and try next time type of thing. Um, but now I know, you know, I definitely know now, but growing up, uh, came from like a half a two parent household, parents divorced, dad left, um, different side of town in Atlanta. And so he went to go live his life. He was a weekend parent. Mother was, uh, the single parent. We literally started off at riches and we ended up in rags and I still am in a rags situation. That's why I'm jumping on all these podcasts so I can make it. And then I can buy my mom a chinchilla fur coat if she wants it, you know, but then again, she doesn't support nothing in my life, but I'm like, well, Kendra, just still go buy her the coat. It's okay. And I'll tell you how we led up to the not supporting. So grew up in an evangelistic household, even though we were struggling, um, even though we were, we were struggling, it was a, I kept, you know, we, we always would go to church, you know, of course, you know, that's where the faith foundation comes in. And I always thought it was cool prior to recording with you. I said, oh, her name is Genesis. I'm like, mom, why didn't you name me Genesis? You know, and all that other type of stuff. So I think that's actually pretty great on your end and stuff like that. But um, my mom did the best that she could. I had a hatred towards my mother for so long to the point I was becoming internally sick. Like this year, like I was dying slowly. And I literally was upset with things that I wanted her to do better with like she like everything you know of course she would go to church and everything is a sin so you bring that back to the household and it still is the same way in a sense like don't do this can't do that uh why you try to go to this school why are you hanging out with that boy are you gay I'm like mom either you want me to be gay or straight like what do you want me to do it it, it was just an issue it was just always some type of issue um and so I start doing these podcasts now it's an issue with the podcast, uh, me trying to get my name out there, uh, me saying that I'm doing comedy. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you really want to go on the road because you're going to be gone a lot? You know, what are you running from? Why you guys keep, and, and I have other siblings and, and he's agreeing with her. You're running from something. I'm like, I just, maybe it's my ADHD or maybe it could just be, I don't like, pe- I, I'm a people person, but I don't like people like that. I like to be, and and see God's glory. That's what I like doing. I like to go and travel the world. I don't want to just stay in one state. One day when I get enough money, I'm moving to Miami permanently, but it's expensive. So I'm like, I'll stay in Atlanta right now. And so with my mother not having that support with my family, it hurts because it's like, oh, this is my family. I want to support me. But you learn that you have to, to go after your dreams, whether people have your support or not. I made this post and I had said that even if you are the only one who believes in you, you keep going. Okay. You, that's you, you, that's, that's the, that's all you need right there. You can like, that's all that matters. You are your own, your biggest supporter and you keep God first and everything. So no, our relationship now, I had to learn to forgive my mother. Cause one of my favorite scriptures is father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so I had to learn to forgive my mother and for everything that she did. And I said, you know what? um hurt people hurt people and once I learned the many talents that God has given me I decided to go after it that's a beautiful one I really appreciate you talking about the rags to riches or the riches to rags talking about how your mother didn't really support you and how sometimes 
your mother was always like kind of condescending in a bit, but that goes to show that sometimes your family members as well as friends may not always support you in certain endeavors. And the reason why is because God places the vision inside of you. He doesn't place a vision inside your mother, your your brother, your father, or et cetera. He places it inside of you because he knows that you're going to be able to fulfill that that mission and as long as you are walking with him he's going to make your path smooth you may have some bumps some potholes along the way but as long as you stay focused on him focus at the end of the race and you don't look too far to the left or too far to the right where you're allowing distractions to take you off of your course then everything is going to be all right and a beautiful thing that you said is you had to forgive your mother because forgiveness is not just for the other person but it's for you to be free of emotional baggage to be free of bondage and be free of strongholds so you can live your life accordingly and live it out fully by tapping into who you are as well as whose you are because so many times people are walking around with all this baggage whether it's guilt fear doubt envy pride, ego, all that baggage is just weighing you down. And when it weighs you down, you're not going to be able to soar to higher altitudes because your bags are too heavy. They're overweight. So if your bags are overweight and they're trying to put that cargo on the plane, the plane is not going to be able to reach um, its level of altitude or its level of elevation because there's too much cargo. One, it's not safe for a plane to carry excessive cargo while carrying passengers. Two, it's not good to be weighed down. And then three, you need to have clarity. And it sounds like Kendra Crump is in the season of finding clarity, tapping into your morals, your values, and your characteristics, because you want to do comedy. You want to have your own TV and radio show. Those are your dreams and they've been placed inside of you for a purpose, but they may not come when you want them to come, but it will come when you need them to come because it's not always done on our timetable. And so you learning the lessons along the way, what was the hardest thing that you had to face and how did that hard situation end up working for your good? The hardest thing I had to face was, um, that people want to see you do good, but never better than them. That's one thing I learned. Um, going after your dreams is scary because the people I thought were my friends, strangers will support you faster, more times than not. Strangers will support you faster than people that you know. I was thinking that because we went to school together. I let you cheat off my paper. If it wasn't for me, you'd be 18 in the sixth grade, okay? Help me, all right? But it's okay if they didn't support me. It's okay that they did not give me that same um, support that I once given them. The good thing is, is that I know who my real, uh, who really supports me, who's really out there. I know who the real friends are. I had to learn also, got a friend of mine, where I used to get upset with her because of the fact that she wasn't reposting my videos, but look at it like this. If I needed some money, if I needed a place to stay, she was there. That is a, um, that is something that is a lot more important than somebody reposting my videos where they get, you know, I may get one follower. If I need a place to lay my, lay my you know, lie my head, if I need a, uh, some money because something doesn't happen, 
to pay a bill or whatever, that is more important than somebody reposting my videos. And I had to, that was from maturity. But I used to get upset. I'm like, why aren't you reposting my videos? And whatever her reasoning was, you know, that that was pretty much it. But like, uh, but again, I, it was a, a trial and error type of thing with her and me knowing, okay, who really is my friend and who's not, you know, she was there for a lot more things. And so, yeah, and it's, and it's okay. I, I learned that, you know, not everybody, the people that you think cares about you and your feelings and all that other type of stuff, a lot of them don't. And that's okay. You know, like don't sit here and, and cry over a fact that a person told you no. You know, I look at my, my, my analogy I always say is that Jordan did not make all his shots. So listen, he's like labeled as the goat and, and, and that's okay. I, I, I had to learn that you cannot buy pay your way into fame me trying to jump on people's podcasts do you, do you know how many podcasters are out there who will literally literally ask you to pay them to get on their podcast it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. it's ridiculous sis and i like that you use the michael jordan analogy because there are you know goats greatest greatest of all time for those of you listening that that's what goat stands for who do something amazing but there's days where they're going to have off days but that doesn't mean that they're not the greatest of all time it just means that you know they're going through a little season or maybe they had an off day and I like the fact that you learned something from the valuable lesson of that friend that you mentioned she didn't share your videos but she gave you a roof over your head when needed or she gave you money whether you needed to put gas in your car buy food or pay a bill she came through in that way and the one thing that I would share there is sometimes our friends yes we send them videos and they don't always repost it because maybe if they share our video that does not align with their digital strategy or their marketing strategy then things can be misconstrued on their pages and I learned that the hard way because when I started out I wanted people to share about my book and all this other stuff, but they wouldn't. And I said, you know what? At the end of the day, we need to start seeing ways that we could be mutually beneficial for one another, where we could grow together. Because it's not just all about the WIFA method, what's in it for me, but we need to change it to the WIFW method. What's in it for we? Because when we go together, we are stronger. I always like to say, united we stand and divided we fall. And if you have an area that you're really good in and you have somebody else that is really good in that area, why not look at doing a partnership or a collaboration where you both could grow together or multiple people could accelerate? Because sometimes people want to know, okay, if I help this person, how is it going to benefit me? That's the WIFA method. And then there's other people's like, if I help this person, how is it going to benefit us? Because they see beyond just you. They see past just the one-time incident or the one-time event. They see further down the the line. So I always challenge people to ask, what vantage point are you looking at things from? Do you have your blinders on? And your blinders could be preconceived judgments. It could be filters. You're not seeing clear. Your blinders could be maybe it's the way you were brought up, how you were raised, the product of your environment, or other things like that that can very well tap into our blinders. And blinders don't always allow you to see things clearly because there's so much other stuff that is being thrown into the mix. 
So Kendra, as we begin to wind down and you're pursuing the comedy route, you're also pursuing your love for um, radio, TV, and film. Have you reached out to anyone in Hotlanta? Because there are a ton of people and one person in particular, I love Tyler Perry. I don't just love what he's doing now, but I love his story and how he had to struggle to get to where he, where he was. And his family always didn't support him. They told him to get a job. But you know, there was days where he would sleep in his car. There were days where he would just leave a job, go do a, go do a show. Sometimes people didn't even show up to his show. But there was this one time where he had a show and it sold out. And then that was, you know, his aha and breaking point. So when you think about Hotland and you think about all the influencers that live in the area, what can you do to set yourself up for success? Have you had any cold calls? Have you went to do any internships or anything like that to get your foot in the door, but also work work for that person, but also show them that I'm more than just the job I'm doing right now? So I have not actually done that. I've only just done like my method is just doing a bunch of uh, a podcast. Now I have done like little radio shows, uh, one TV show, that uh here out here in Atlanta but you know I haven't I actually have not done um reached out to Tyler Perry I'm just like hey if I could get a chance to get um my name on as many podcasts as I can that is my goal right there and um I mean I do comedy shows you know here and there uh but so since October 2020 which is when I started jumping on people's podcasts I have been on at least 700 podcasts at this point I am not playing games Wow, that's that's impressive. Do you um, have a media kit put together and have all your stuff packaged in an area so you could just easily hand out that one cheater or that media kit to people? No, I, I need to do that. Like, I, I guess I need, um, I, I don't have a website. Like, like I said, you, I, when I look at people like yourself, I'm like, she is so organized. Like, click this link and ask a bunch of questions in the calendar and all that type of stuff. Like, like your goal sis I just want to let you know that like you're amazing but no I don't I don't I'm not on that level yet I just have my Instagram a YouTube uh, my podcast and a Facebook for people who are actually a little bit more uh they're not creepish in a way they're not gonna sit here like okay I think I know you you can be my friend on Facebook you know and everything else like that so the one call to action from me to you is to establish a media kit and it's Wednesday, so maybe give yourself till Sunday and just kind of work on a way of streamlining the stuff that you've done, like your podcast, since you've done over 700, I believe is what you said, then put that, put those links somewhere where people could easily find it and they could kind of see like what your conversation style is, what topics you have talked about, put together a really nice headshot and package that up for for people and then you could all build all this stuff up and then pitch to clients that you're interested in working for that are the big you know radio names the big tv names the big film names and etc because they don't want to go to multiple places to find information they want a centralized place where they can learn more about Kendra Crump and have that and I'm just giving that based on 
you know, my previous knowledge being an admin and then also coming from corporate America whenever my last role was trade regulations and compliance coordination. Black and white does not lie. People like simplicity and people want things at their fingertips. So that would be my call to action for you, Kendra. And as we close out this segment, what are one or two gems that you would like to leave with the listeners and viewers? And keep in mind the core pillars of GEMS podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate. Uh, One gem is behind every no, there is a yes. Um, I want you guys to remember that because it's going to get frustrating at times, but you keep shooting your shot. And this, this, this goes to, goes hand in hand with the behind every no, there is a yes. What's so good about God is God is, is that when he sees you doing the work again, you have to do the work. He's going to help you along the way. So behind every no, there is a yes. Um, and, and number two is life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. And I want you guys to really remember that because it, it, we're going to, there are going to be times, you know, the devil's going to be trying it. He, he will try it. But how do you react to that? If you don't get the job that you want, if you don't get that person, that person doesn't show up, you know, like, and you dealt with Genesis, you dealt with no call, no shows. And I know it was frustrating for you. You're like, okay, how can I deal with this in a better way? It's going to get frustrating. You know, even though we are both, I take it that you are uh, a preacher's kid or you grew up in the church just like I did. Am I right or wrong about that? Not a preacher's kid, not a PK, but I did grow up in a church. (laughs) Okay, got it, got it. Well, you know, it's going to be times where you get tested and you get upset, but you have to, how do you deal with that conflict resolution? But yes, those are the two things I definitely would suggest. And I hope that those two help Uh, help the people no matter what your dream is I hope it helps amazing gems and thank you so much for imparting that with the listeners and viewers and now tell the listeners and viewers once again who you are how they could connect with you on social media and your personal CTA call to action so my Instagram and you know what's so crazy I didn't even know what a CTA was I actually literally had to go look that up I'm like I'm like, I like this woman. I'm like, what is a CTA? Like you challenged me to go look up a whole new like word and everything else like that whole new like definition. But um, Instagram is the Kendra Crump show. So the as in the K-Y, N as in Nancy, D as in David, R-A-C-R-U, M as in Mary, P as in Paul show, S-H-O-W. My YouTube is Kendra Crump, K-Y-N as in Nancy, D-R-A space. C-R-U-M-P, my call to action, hmm. so many out there. I, I guess my call to action, can I use a Bible verse in my call to action? Can I, can I use that? Sure, this is your, um, about your brand. <laughs> Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive and you shall have it. Mark 11, verse 24. Amazing, and there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. You just heard Kendra Crump and that all of her information will be in the show notes. I definitely want to encourage each one of you to live your life according to your will and purpose. Never allow someone to place you in a box. Be willing to take a leap of faith. Be willing to step outside of your comfort zone. And if things get rocky and shaky, that just means your breakthrough is on the way. So don't fall victim to what the world wants you to be or what society wants you to be. You already know 
who you are. And now it's time for you to take ownership and walk in the light that you carry and allow your light to illuminate and knock out darkness. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all audio platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp.